everyone i am back again with another episode this time we're going to be talking about how to ace your behavioral interview now this sounds like why are we even having this conversation because it's not the hardest part of the interview that's what i've heard people say but i have had some experiences where the behavioral interview just caught me off guard and it was insane and I just didn't know what I was doing because of that I failed my interview. I want to make sure that I'm sharing my experiences with you and you're learning from them so you don't repeat the same mistakes that I made and yeah you just win because I'm here to make sure that you win okay. I mean, I can't make sure of that, but I just want you to win. If you can learn from me and win, then hey, let's celebrate, okay? And sorry for that snap in my finger. Anyway, so this is just, let's just get into this. So a lot of people do say that the behavioral interview is the easiest part of the interview process, but this is only true if you are a natural talker, if you are comfortable having conversations with people and you can think fast on your experiences that the experiences you've had. And if you've had a lot of, a lot of experiences, then this will be easy for you. But if you don't have a lot of experiences or you're just not good at thinking quickly, you know, thinking back to all the experiences you've had and think talking to people, you know, just like that, then this might be a nightmare. This might be as bad as, or as hard, let's not say bad, as hard as the technical portion of your interview, you know? And so it's, it's great to have this conversation, you know, and even if it's easy for you, like I'm saying, I think that behavioral interviews are easy, but I had an, I had one where I failed and I did, I froze. I did not know what I was doing or I did not know what to say because the question just caught me off guard and it was just terrible. Okay. So it's just good to always prepare. The first thing that I would say, and this is the biggest tip I think I have received and it has helped me so much is to write down all my experiences every single one of them if you've done 50 billion internships and you've had different experiences in those internships then write down all the different experiences i'm not talking about like if you went through the same situation in 50 companies same experience then you don't need to repeat right in the same i drunk water i drunk water i drunk water i drunk water just write, I drank water one time and pick a company, you know, pick one drinking water experience and talk about it. You, you do not need to, you know, this is just a by the way type of thing, write the different experiences down. So, um, you want to write down, you know, the role that you played in those experiences. Like, what was your role? Were you an intern? If it's a group project where you were a leader, where, you know, you want to have, and, and for these things, for your roles, you really want to pick experiences where you kind of had some sort of leadership role, or you kind of had some sort of like management role, because it will, it's just great to highlight those things in behavioral interviews. So you, but if you don't have any, then go ahead just write down the experiences, girl or oh boy. We don't got time to be worrying about what we have and what we don't have. Just write them down. 
pour them up on the book or on the, in the paper or in the book, wherever, you know, just write them down. But anyways, you want to also write down what you learned. This is very, very important. So the experience that you had, the drinking water experience you where you drunk like a gallon of water that what did you learn from that you know what did you learn you want to also this is a good way to you know this is a good way that you would know what you learn or a good way to think about what you learn what was a struggle what was one thing that you struggled with in that experience what was hard about drinking water you know, what was the hardest part about the drinking water? What was some challenges that you had having to drink a gallon of water a day? Why am I even using this as an example? That's not... Anyways, <laughs> um, you want to think about the struggles and the challenges that you faced in that experience and what you learned. And what I do is I make a table and I just write these things down because it's just good for me to... I just feel like whenever I write things down, it remind like i can think about them even more and i will remember it next time that's just me everyone is different you know so you want to write down the struggles and challenges you had and what you learned from those struggles what was also something that you want to write down is what the outcome of the of you, the process was when you struggled what did you do and because of that what happened you know when you're doing your quote your your behavioral interviews you don't want to get caught up talking about the problem the entire time you don't want to talk about the challenges the entire time you want to talk pick a situation tell them what happened and tell them the results you know of the action that you took you know so you want to talk about you want to pick a situation talk about the challenges the action that you took and the results, the end results um, that you got, you know, based on the action that you took. You don't want to spend all your time talking about one portion of these stages that I've mentioned. They call it STAR. I don't know what STAR stands for, but this is the method that I use and it works for me. That's why I'm telling you about it. Maybe I'm doing STAR and I don't even know it, you know, but um, you don't want to get caught up talking all about the situation. I went to the Bahamas and it was nice and I liked my hotel and the bed was comfortable and I liked their coffee and they gave me breakfast and lunch and dinner. Oh, but I didn't really like that one uh, bartender and or whatever it is. You know, you don't want to get caught up talking about details that don't even matter. It has nothing to do with the question that you're being asked. The whole time, the question was, you know, um, how, um, you know, tell me about a time where you struggled on a traveling journey or something. And you're just on and on and on about, you know, how you like the coffee and how you liked the breakfast and then lunch and the dinner. It has nothing to do with the question. You have to make sure that at the back of your mind, you have a plan set up and you're still thinking about the question over and over again because every single sentence that you say has to be leading up to the answer to this question. You don't want to take up all the time and talk about nothing because it's not how much talking you do is whether or not you ask the question that matters. You can talk 50 minutes, but if you don't ask the question, then I mean, you understand what I'm saying? So you want to make sure that at the back of your mind, you're thinking back to the question with each statement that you're making um, and that you're not deviating from the um, question that you have been asked. Okay. And so a great way to think about this and, you know, 
places that I picked great experiences from is I think back to all the part-time jobs that I've had and I haven't had many, but I think back to all of them and you know i write down some challenges that i faced in there because a lot of these behavioral questions is about the challenges you faced and the actions that you took you know so i try to think back to the challenges that i faced and the actions that i took and um what i would do different what if if anything at all um i also think of like school projects you know and we've all had school projects maybe you were not the leader you know in the school project but you were still a member and you know college is funny because i can tell you this that like you have probably had a school project with a group of people who you know and somebody didn't pull your weight in the in the in the in the project you know, so you definitely will have that experience. Even if you have no work experience, like this is one good place to pick from because there's always that one person who doesn't pull their weight. There's, yes, there are group projects where everyone pulls their weight, but there's that one school project where somebody doesn't pull their weight, you know, and I'm hoping that it wasn't you. So you can use this as an example, you know, so this, this can be one of the experiences you share, you write down um, to go over so that you can prepare for your uh, behavior interview. You know, sometimes I even share church experiences, okay? I share experiences that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, technical stuff because I just don't have any technical experience that matches what I'm being asked at the moment. So, and the only experience that I have that matches is probably like family or like everyday life experience with friends um, or something that happened at church, you know, like just anything. If you play soccer and your team had, like that's a great experience to share, you know, whatever the situation is, if you cannot find anything to pick from that is technical, um, I'm not saying it has to be technical, and this is something we'll get into later, but um, if you can't find anything, then think of everyday life situations that you've been in, the challenges that you've encountered, you know, and, and the um, actions that you took and the result of those um, actions that you took, you know? So, but anyways, does it have to be technical? Does the experience that you're pulling from have to be technical? I don't know. You know, what I would say is, it's good to ask your interviewer. I've had situations where I just knew that I didn't have technical experience with that particular question. So what I did was I asked the interviewer, you know, if it has to be technical and he said no and sometimes they was they will mention if it has to be technical and sometimes they will say it doesn't have to be technical they will let you know but in the case where they don't mention you know you want to make sure that you ask especially if the experience is not technical you know you want to ask so that you know you know from which experience you you're pulling your answer from and um I personally try to keep it technical for technical interviews, but not all the time. Like I'm saying, sometimes I answer questions with different experiences, like just everyday life, family, friends, church experience, you know? Um, and sometimes that's just all I've got, you know? And, and I just feel like it's better than not answering at all. And for some companies and for some interviewers, that's good enough. They don't mind, you know, but like I'm saying, you want to make sure that you're asking if it's good enough, you know, and, um, another thing that I would say is relax, relax recently, you know, especially with Corona, there's been a lot of usage with this platform called higher view where they have preset, um, behavioral questions and you answer them by recording yourself and 
the first time that I did a higher view, I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous. I think I still get nervous, but not as much. Um, because some of them, they give you only one chance to record and you want to make sure that you're getting it right. And it's just like, you don't know what to say and you know, you're recording yourself. And sometimes I make a funny face because I'm thinking and I'm like, whoops, you know, and it just get crazy. You want to make sure that you're doing the practice interview questions because that is very, very important. You don't want to jump in just like that. And you don't know what to expect make sure that you do the practice questions because they can help you in all the cases that I've had with higher view. None of the practice questions showed up in the real questions, but at least it prepared me for what could possibly, you know, show up, you know? So I just think that it's good to do the practice questions. You have to do them. Um, especially if you're not familiar with the platform or you have no experience with, you know, higher view coding, I mean, higher view behavioral interviews, because they're very, very useful. The practice will help prepare you and you can calm down while and relax while doing the practice questions because it's just practice. You're not going to be graded on this, you know, no interviewer is going to watch this none of this stuff, none of that stuff is going to be sent to any interview where, you know, it's just for your sake, for you to practice. And on higher view, sometimes they give you two chances to record. Sometimes they give you only one chance to record. Make sure that you're looking at, you're looking at these things, you know, because if you don't know that they only give one chance because you're used to giving, being given two chances. So you mess up, and you click and it goes in the next question, you're going to be feeling some type of way. So make sure that, you know, you're looking at the specifics of the interview. You're looking at how much, how many chances they give, how long they give you to answer the questions and all of that. When is a zoom interview and I'm saying zoom interview because, you know, we're in these, this Corona times and, you know, everything is virtual now. So all interviews, most, not all, I don't know about all the companies, but all the ones that I've done are virtual. Um, so all of them uses zoom, you know, and, you know, as a replacement for, uh, face-to-face -face interviews. And during that, you know, you want to make sure that you're smiling and you also want to make sure that again, you're staying on track. You know, you're not taking too much time to answer certain questions. Usually, you know, the difference between this and higher view is that your interviewer will have some follow-up questions to try to clarify what you're saying, um, or like just some follow-up questions, you know, to try to move the conversation to the next level. Um, think you, if, if, if you're telling the truth and you should, why not? That's what I'm saying. Write down your experiences so you don't have to sit there and not know what to say or lie, you know, because some of these companies with some of these interviews, you, you get asked follow-up questions that are really deep. And if you're lying, you will be caught in the lie because they ask questions specific to your experience and they're asking any, it's like court. I'm telling you, it is like court. So you want to make sure that you're writing down your experiences. You know, you really want to make sure that you're sharing experiences that are true and, you know, you want to make sure um, that, you know, you're smiling and, you know, you are preparing yourself for any questions that could be asked about that experience as well. Another thing that I would say is take a moment to listen to the question. And again, think back to your experiences. You don't want to start answering the question even before the interviewer ends the question. Like, no, that... <laughs> 
We don't want no. Don't 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 do that. Let's not do that. That is not good. You know, you don't want to do that because that. I mean, you can just get. You can. Come on, <laughs> it's just not good. Just not good. Just don't do that. Take time to listen to the question. And while you're listening, be thinking back to your experiences that you've had. Hopefully you wrote them down and you reviewed them over and over again. You know, for me, I write them down literally and I visit them every single time. At the end of my um, learning um, time for my um you know, technical interview. I, I have hours that I learn. And at the end of that, of, of those hours, I will pick up the list of experiences that I've written and the challenges and the actions that I took and what I learned. I'll pick them up and just, you know, just, you know, look at them for a second and blink twice and look again and just sit them down, you know, just to refresh my mind about the experiences I've had, you know, because sometimes you forget that you've had this experience, especially if you've have like, if you have like a lot of experiences and I don't have a lot and I still forget some of them, you know, so you want to make sure that you're looking at them every single time you study or whenever, you know, and another thing I do is I take a picture of it of the things that I've written down put on my phone so that I can just look at them, you know, even when I'm lying down on my bed and the book is not close to me or wherever, whatever I wrote it on, it's not close to me. I can still look at it on my phone, you know, right before I sleep or whatever the case is. Another thing that I would say to prepare for um, behavioral interview is to go to Glassdoor. You know, sometimes when you type in all the time, not all the time because there's some companies where nobody puts interview stuff, you know, about uh, for that company on Glassdoor. But most of the time, um, when you search up Glassdoor interview questions, you see people will mention the kind of behavioral questions that they got asked and you can practice them. Try to ask yourself if it was you, how would you answer that question? You know, um, so you want to practice those. And even if you don't get ask the same questions, they will prepare you for, you know, the questions that you will be asked during the interview. It's super informative. I think Glassdoor is a great tool and, you know, and that's for like company specific questions, you know, and sometimes it's not even company specific. It's just regular, you know, behavioral interview questions. And that is good to use for practice as well, because like I'm saying, whether or not you get the same question. If you did practice, it will show you will know what you're talking about and it won't be so stressful. It won't, I'm not saying it will be completely stress-free, but it won't be as stressful as it would be if you, you know, hadn't studied. And, you know, like I'm saying, it's not only Glassdoor, you can use, there's so many resources online that list a couple of behavioral interview questions even some that are, you know, software engineering specific, you know, so you want to make sure that you're using all the resources that are available to you. And this is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to me. Like, you know, we've been talking about practice and write down your experiences and I wish you the very best of luck. I will be back with some more gist and some more juice. You know what it is, but good luck to you on your coding, um, on your behavioral interview. <laughs> Bye.